the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Allow me to just acknowledge our pastor and covering our man of God, the president of City of the Lord Church Global in absentia, Apostle Frederick Elijah Magdali Sokaluluma. We can just give him a bigger, bigger, bigger round of applause. He's doing awesome work in Kasama. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, allow me to also acknowledge the First Lady. You can give her a round of applause. Every leader in this place, uh, Pastor Cassandra, and just (laughs) each and every one of you. Amen. I acknowledge you. So now, let me quickly get into what I have. Um, I'm actually wondering if I'll, if I'll manage to touch everything because, <laughs> and, and within my time so that uh, I'm invited again next time. We don't want to overswing in, uh, <laughs> in the chair. <laughs> okay, so I was invited by the, the prayer ministry to just to just do, um, or to, to encourage you. Amen? I'm encouraging you. My assignment is to encourage you. Be encouraged. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, there's a direction that the prayer ministry had requested that I minister to you, I share with you. Um, and of course, anything else that the Lord is speaking, and obviously the Lord spoke on the anything else, you know. Uh, so I'll quickly, <laughs> I'll quickly just touch something to encourage you as we continue to fast. We're still fasting. We've done halfway. Come on, we can do this. Amen. We can do this. So, uh, and then I'll, I'll allow me to just get into afterwards what the Lord has been ministering this week. Amen. So that's your Rema word. That's my Rema word. Amen. But nonetheless, you also need to be encouraged. Sometimes, you know, you can be praying and um, as you are praying, perhaps maybe you haven't yet seen results or maybe you are praying over something that you've been praying for, for a long time. You probably even fasted over it before. You know, am I talking to someone? And so when you open your mouth to pray, sometimes you may feel like, eh, you know, uh, we're doing this again. But I'm here to encourage you. Hallelujah. The Lord will answer. Uh-uh. Huh? 
Are you sure? I saw you wrote down prayer things, desires, prayer requests. I said the Lord will answer. Yeah. Yes, that's that's very, 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 very okay now. Okay, there's nothing as I, I can imagine what the confidence we have in God sounds like to Him. The way your amen came out. Hallelujah. So when okay, before I get into it, when I was sitting there. Um, and the Lord just spoke something. It's for someone. It's not even anything uh, complicated, but you know that it's your word. I was thirsty, so I was looking at the, the water bottle. And then the Lord just started to speak to me, and he said, package yourselves. Have you seen the way this water is? Doesn't look like any other waters, eh? I will not mention the other waters. <laughs> it doesn't. The first time I saw this water, I'm like, okay, this is really nice. And when I drank this water, it's, it's water. It tasted really good. Why? Packaging. Package yourselves. As you are praying, whatever it is you are believing God for, package. Package yourself. If it's clearing your closet, clear your closet. If it's going back to write that paper, go back and write that paper. When I say clear your closet, I know what I'm talking about. I once gave away a handbag. I just gave it away. I received two. Okay? Okay, so package, package, package yourselves. Write that paper, write that business proposal, put it down, go register that company. This is not something you've not heard before, but we're in a time where we're praying and God is answering. So now when the answer comes, is this when you're going to go and start packaging? We don't want to miss out opportunities. Package, package that business plan. Package your music well. Add value. Add value. Let it look good. Yes. Okay. So that was for someone. So now let me get into it. Let me encourage you. Okay. Um, I'm reading from Isaiah 58 verse 6 to 9. And the Bible reads, I'm reading from the message translation. This is the kind of fast day I'm after. This is the Lord speaking. To break the chains of injustice. This fast is for a reason. Any place where you've suffered injustice, this is what the fast is for. You know our God is a God of justice. Hallelujah. Our God does not love wickedness. So any place. So to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, whoever is experiencing this by virtue of this fast and the prayers that we're making, this comes to an end in Jesus' name. I stand to declare an end to it. In the name of Jesus, it is destroyed. This is the fast. Somebody said this is the fast. To get rid of exploitation in the workplace, to free the oppressed. Amen. Whoever needs to be freed, whether it's of sickness Whatever it is, whatever manner of sickness, this is the fast. Somebody say, this is my fast. This is the fast. To cancel debts. Mm. To cancel debts. There's nothing that God cannot do. As I read, you're going to catch whatever it is that uh, pertains to you, that applies to you. You will see yourself in this. And then God also adds on to say, what I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry. 
we can't be fasting and you are mean to somebody or you are unkind to somebody. Hello? Inviting the homeless poor into your homes. This is just doing good, even to the household of faith, even to your family. Amen. Putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. Do this and the lights will turn on. Revelation will come. Revelation will come. For those who are looking for revelation, for those who are looking for a direction, for those who have been praying and then you don't know what to pick, you don't know which way to turn, the light has come. Somebody say the light has come. And your lives will turn around at once. How many people are looking for a turn around? Your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. You call out for help and I'll say, here I am. You know, when God answers sometimes, when you've been praying for something for a very long time, it's kind of hard to believe, huh? I remember uh, praying for a family member. They were barren and uh, in, uh, they were married for like nine years and there was, there was no child. And every time they would be pregnant, there would be multiple miscarriages. And one day, Apostle Frederick just walked into my house and asked my father and says, what do you want? And my father says, um, I want my daughter to be pregnant by December. Lo and behold, the man of God declared. And that is the story. That's how this little girl is now five years old. But the story really is. Yes, you can give the Lord a round of applause. I see stubborn situations being dealt with. There are stubborn situations being dealt with in this fast. Amen. You know when I release a word like this, that, that grace to break and deal with stubborn challenges, that grace for the breaker, that power of the breaker, that is what is being released. So grab on or hold on to that word. Whatever stubborn situation there is, it cannot last. The Bible says, only your goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not stubborn situation. All the days of my life. Stubborn situation can't be following you all the days of your life. No. Somebody say no. no. And because of this fast, we have refused. We've said no. Whether you've prayed about it or not, I mean, whether you've been prayed before or not, whether you haven't, Whatever it is, where you've been tired, maybe you've just been watching it. That thing that you've just been watching because you're tired, it has to go. Amen. Today, it has to go. Amen. Amen. And so, when this happened, when, when this baby came, you know, <laughs> when God decides it's time, there's no way God can bring us to a place of a fast. And then we just go back to the same things. Then what are we doing? What was the point? You know, when Moses would, uh, like Moses would get himself ready and God would say, you know, get the children of Israel ready because I want to appear to them. They would fast and what? And God would come. And God would say something and God would do something. Amen. That is also what we're doing here. There's no way we can stand and your academic situation is the same. There's no way we can stand in prayer. Your financial situation is the same. There's no way we can stand and then you are struggling with a particular habit. It's not breaking. It's not falling off. No. There's no way we can stand in prayer and you cannot see the salvation of your family members. No. Somebody say no. This fast is not in vain. I know we fasted before. We have. And when God does it for us, it's very shocking. 
it's not shocking per se, but you know, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's very, it takes a while to take in. I remember when this child was born, because even before the child was born, and honestly, I didn't really plan on, on talking about this, but I guess God um, has his own agenda. When this, before this child was born, I remember this relative of mine uh, almost lost the child, and they went to the hospital and they checked it, and they did a scan and there was no child. There was nothing, there was nothing, nothing, completely nothing. And she just said, Lord, I'm coming back after three days. You arose after three days. When I come back, I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm not God, but you are God. Whatever you're going to release, however you're going to do it, that is on you. But me, when I come back, and when we do that scan, that child better be in there. That child has to be in there. Lo and behold, three days later, that child appeared. Look, I'm talking to your stubborn situations right now. Hallelujah. I am talking to your stubborn situations right now. Right now. Be it a sickness. Be it a, 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 a job that you've been stuck in. I don't know what it is. I'm speaking to it right now. It ends today. And when that child was born... It was so unbelievable because suddenly God had, had, had done it and you look at this child and this is the faithfulness of God. Amen. So God will answer you. Amen. Amen. God will answer you. The Bible says in Matthew 6 verse 17 to 18 but when you fast perfume your head and wash your face. Yeah, looking good, by the way. <laughs> it doesn't show that you are fasting. You don't need to come with dry lips. Uh-uh. Use that verse. Amen. <laughs> so that your fasting may not be noticed by men, but by your father, who sees in secret, and your father, who sees in secret, will reward you in the open. Excuse me. There's a word there. How many people have you seen it? How many people have seen it? The father, your father, who sees in secret, will reward. Hello? There's a reward. We are not fasting in vain. Somebody say there's a reward. Another word for reward is payment. I just want you to ponder on it. How many people have ever received a payment? Maybe you sell something, then you receive a payment, a TXN, a something, titi, you know, a <laughs> transfer, a something. Yeah, for a service you've rendered or a product you've sold, but something happened for you to receive that payment. So when you fast, there is a reward. Some for now. There is a reward. Basically, whatever it is you're fasting for, the reward has come. Mm. Some people don't believe. The transaction has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're waiting for that word, huh? The transaction has come through. Amen. It's been released. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. The contract has been signed. 
The scholarship has been granted. The salary has increased. Even the allowance has increased. <laughs> the car has come. Okay, there is a payment. A payment is something that is given to someone in exchange for something else. You fasted. Now the payment is coming. You know, the Lord will answer. The Bible says in Zechariah 10.1, Ask ye of the Lord, reign in the time of the latter rain. We are in that time. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone to every one grass, to every one grass in the field. Now the latter rain was important so that the harvest could actually spring forth and come. We are praying for harvest. We are praying for breakthrough. We are praying for increase. We are praying for results. Basically, we want to see results. We thank God for the results that we have already seen, but we are praying to see even more. Amen. Now Ecclesiastes 11:3 says, "If the clouds are full of rain." they empty themselves upon the earth. Have you ever seen, like, you, when you see the clouds, you even know that it's going to rain. They can't hold back anymore. So what we're doing is filling up those clouds. And the rain has no choice but to burst forth, or the clouds have no choice but to burst forth and pour out rain. Rain that will cause you to prosper. Rain that will cause you to see your fruit. The psalmist describes this scene when the latter rain would come. In Psalm 65 verse 11, it says, You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. Please pick out keywords. Do you see abundance? Do you hear abundance? They drop on the pastures of the wilderness and the little hills. Rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. Now the Bible says of the Lord in Psalm 104 verse 3, who lays the, it says, who lays, it speaks, speaking of God, who lays the beams of the upper room of his abode in waters above the firmament, who makes the clouds his chariots. The same clouds that we want to open and pour out rain. God has them as his chariots. Chariot, okay, like a car. Imagine that. And who controls that? God. Hallelujah. Somebody say God will answer. The Bible says in Hosea 6 verse 3, let us acknowledge the Lord let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. Somebody say he will appear. He will, he will come to us like the winter rains. Like the spring rains that water the earth. I'll read it from KJV. It says, then shall we know if we follow, pursue on to know um, the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning and he shall come forth. He shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. 
So the Lord coming to us, when God comes, he comes with everything that he is and everything that he has. God can't come empty-handed. He's not empty. I don't know if you get it. He, he can't just show up and there's nothing. Amen. And so the Bible says that he's going forth. is prepared as the morning. Look, whether we're going through a hard time or we're not going through a hard time, morning comes. We, can't, we don't hold back the morning. morning. We even know. This is midnight. Zero one, what? Morning has started. Morning comes every day. So his coming forth is guaranteed like the morning. If there's anyone maybe who was feeling tired or what, or maybe who's thinking, ah, maybe I can just end the fast today. Just in case. The morning is guaranteed. I've never, whether it's cold, it's extra cold, it's extra hot, whether you went through a rough time in the evening or you were sick at night, God forbid, whatever it is, morning still comes. And that is how God is coming forth for us. Hallelujah. Okay. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. We're still praying. We're still fasting. Amen. So that's my very short exhortation on encouragement. There is more. Okay, so now I'm going to get into what God um, has been speaking this week. You know, there's something about fasting. Uh, fasting kind of sort of shuts down the flesh, if you may, right? And so there's a way that we're focused on God and there's just something that happens when we fast. Huh? You, you feel even closer to God. It's like your relationship sort of thrives. It's, you know, it's like it catches a fire, if I may. And so there's something that God was speaking and he spoke about relationships. Relationships. Relationships, you know, amongst ourselves and relationships even with God. Um, there's, there's a certain value that God has for you and me. There's a certain love that he has that caused him to leave everything and come. There's a certain value he has for people. And if we could catch that, it would really change our lives. People are important to God, and there's no way we can love on God and we don't have a, what is the word, a burden for people. If we don't have a burden for the next person, then let's pray for that burden because there's a way God values that next person. Hallelujah. And, and, and please follow me. And because people are important, relationships with people are very important. Very important. You know, God answers prayers through people. Sometimes, of course, you can miraculously find a miracle money in your account, right? 
But sometimes when people come to testify, you hear, and then that one blessed me. Somebody may be praying, their last shoe has finished. It's you who has that shoe to give them. You are the solution, you are the prayer point. I mean, you are the one who carries that solution to the prayer point. Who is going to give you a big break in the office? Somebody who just suddenly has a burden for you. A person. And they'll just say, no, me, this one. There's something about this one. They may not exactly be the best uh, or the best candidate, even academically, but there was something about that person. So now when I talk about loving people and have building relationships with people, I'm not saying you do this because you want something, but because there's a value that God has placed on them. If you are in a position to pay somebody's school fees, do it. If you're in a position to buy a dress for somebody's graduation, do it. If you can pay for a gown for somebody's graduation, do it. And you do it not because you're feeling sorry for the person, no. But because they deserve it and they deserve so much more. There's something that God has placed in them. You know, I was thinking, if God can come and make me and you like his dwelling place, like his temple, then what kind of... What is, what is it about you that's there that God can want to live there in you? What kind of person are you? Like out of every building God could pick or he could have picked animals. But you, what is it about this person that God wants to live there? And the church is quiet. The Bible says in, um, in Romans 12 verse 5, so we, though, we, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individual members, one of another. Right? And 1 Corinthians 12 26 says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. You know, in this church we talk about doing life together. No, let's seriously do life together. Yesterday there was a Chilanga Mulilo. It was nice to see people attend. No, honestly. That is doing life. There's something about this church and many people will testify. When you walk in, there's a certain love and relationships go with love. There's no way you can be working on a relationship there's no love. People will testify and say the love, there's love in that. Like you sense the love of God. Where does it come from? Have you seen how a man of God is with people? He will make sure that you have a relationship with each and everyone. He will remember, I remember when the church was growing, he would call everyone by name, make sure he knows this Sunday it's practicing this one's name until he knows. Every relationship needs us to invest. It needs an effort. It needs us to be deliberate. God invests in us and that's why he washes us with the word. That's an investment that he may present us to him. It's an investment. And so when you walk into this church, some people will say, oh, people were so friendly. There was just so much love I decided to stay. It comes, it trickles. It starts with the man of God. 
It starts with the man of God. And you know, love speaks. The Bible says that, um, you know, the famous uh, scripture for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? But we also know that the blood of Jesus speaks. It came from a place of love. Love speaks. Love will speak for you and say, give that one. Love will cause you to stay in your place of destiny and not miss it. How many people have come to this place, felt the love of God and stayed? They could have easily missed it. You know, God is so big on relationship such that <laughs> where he went, his disciples went. Where he slept, his disciples slept. He became their home. And so this is what God is speaking. Our relationships with each other. Whether it's at home, whether it's here in the church, not just enrich. We thank God for enrich. But just. You've got those extra shoes. Remove one and give the other. Sometimes we don't even know what the next person is, is feeling or thinking. They may be really going through a hard time. Hallelujah. And we don't know. Because maybe they haven't said yes, but maybe we also haven't bothered to ask them how they are doing. Somebody say I'm following. <laughs> the Bible says, behold, and I'm talking about relationships, right? The Bible says, behold, in 1 John 3, 1, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knows us not because it knew him not. The Bible also says we are children of God. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to think about something, okay? Even as I'm sharing, think. God decides to call us his children. Why not niece? Why not nephew? Cousin? <laughs> Grandchild? You know, the, the, the value or the love that God has for us, he's so keen on relationships. When you speak of child, it speaks of a relationship. And, of course, nephew, there's also a relationship. But with child, it's different. When I say this is my child, anything that is mine, my child has access. When I say this is my nephew, it's whatever I feel I can give, you know. A child has a certain access to the father. So God is so big on relationships, he decided to call you and me his children. A child who have access to the finances, a child who have access to bread, food, 
You know, when, when you are called a child, you have a right to ask that heaven comes down. As a child of God, you have a right to ask that heaven comes down. And when we speak of heaven coming down, we're speaking of the resources of heaven, the move of God. What is happening in heaven can come down now because you are a child and you've asked that that comes down. There's a certain position that he placed us in because of relationship. You have the right. Heaven can send you your resources because you have a right. It's your father's man. Eh? It's your father's resources. Yes, he owns silver and gold. Yes. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. You can fight for your healing and eventually walk in divine health. You have a right to ask for angels to be dispatched because you are a child. Now, if God said, nephew, your access is limited. But he said, child. You know, when a child, when you talk about a child, there's a certain relationship you have with that child, ideally. And when a child asks for something, you don't hold back. The child doesn't care how you're going to get it, what. The child just knows that when you come, that thing is there. Because you, as the father, it's your responsibility. In talking about relationship, there's somebody who related with God a certain way, and that is David. Now, when we, when we think about David, eh, um, we know he was a man after God's heart. We know him for his worship, his psalms. But we rarely focus on the war part. David used to go through things when you read the psalms. He would go through so much, and he would, he would, he would lay it before the Lord, but he always ended in praise. Psalm 119, verses 164, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous ordinances. Just they. Whether he actually praised seven times a day or not, but it's also believed that th that seven um, speaks of continuity. Continuity. His, his mouth is forever releasing praises. It says praising for his ordinances. The ordinances, the law, the word of God. So he had such a relationship with God that he valued what God had to say. That a thousand times a day or however many times a day, he would open his mouth to praise God over his word. Not even over what God had done for him, but what God has spoken. Whether he's seen it happen, he's seen it manifest or not, but there was just a praise that came because a certain value and relationship he had with God and with his word. It's too quiet. If you look at um, Psalms 23, the first thing before we look at the entire prayer and what God does, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. That speaks of relationship. A sheep or sheep will not come out of the fold if you are not the shepherd. You open the door, they'll be there. 
they have a relationship with their shepherd. If they don't hear your voice, if it's somebody else's voice, they are not there with you. So for you to be in a place where you, are, you have a relationship, it means you need to spend time in knowing. Every relationship needs, um, how can I put it? Every relationship, it's like sowing a seed. You invest, yes. You invest in it. For him to pick that word, a sheep, there's a certain investment that has been made. There's a certain time he spent with God. And all those things that are prayed in Psalm 23 are coming from relationship. I was talking about how God will answer. God also answers based on relationship. Do you know that it is very easy to get something out of somebody because you have a relationship with them? Sometimes they don't even need to ask, by the way. Have you ever been in a place where you're just thinking, mm, I'm craving, what do people crave for? Um, chocolate. Shawarma. <laughs> okay, so you're in a place where you're craving, right? And then you're just thinking, eh, how I would love to have um, shawarma, as someone said. Before you can even finish that thought, a shawarma has come. Who has been there before? Before you can even open your mouth to speak. Relationship. God does it. Relationship. There are times when I've been sad or something has saddened me. I've felt bad. And whilst I'm still thinking like, before I can even bring it to the Lord, I, I, I just get this feeling. Suddenly there's a calm and a peace and I know the Holy Spirit is ministering to me. Relationship. I haven't asked. I haven't asked. There are things that relationships will get you without asking. That your relationship with God will get you without asking. There's a little girl, a niece of mine. Um, she's, she, I don't know, she's, she's, she's mastered, I don't know what you can call it, but there's a way she talks to get what she wants. She's about four, but she's so sharp like that. I remember one time she's telling me, um, Please, mommy, she says, mommy, cholo. Please, mommy, cholo, can I just have a tiny little bit of sugar, please? And then she'll just, you know, give you these cute eyes. Relationship, you know what I mean? And then this one time she's following me and she knows I'm tired after work. I have a routine. I need to get out of my clothes and what, take a bath and whatever. And so she's following me to my room and she knows I'm going to tell her I'm coming. So she says, before I can open my mouth to tell her I'm coming, she follows and she says, I'm following you. I still love you. Relationship. Are you going to tell that child to go back? No. So because of how she relates with me, she's mastered something. She was in my presence. She stayed. I could have easily told her no. But she got a Yes. Because of relationship. I hope it's hitting home. There are things that relationships will get you. You know, relationships position you in a place of favor. Psalm 91, it talks about um, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. That's the very first line. And everything afterwards is prayer, 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 prayer. 
dwelling in that secret place, that's relationship. When you look at Psalm, the, the, the last verse, it should be verse 16. It says, also. with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The word there is, and show him my Yeshua. But where did this start from? Relationship. All this, all this is based on your relationship. So even as we are praying, even as we are fasting, let's work on our relationship with God. If it's good, it can only get better. If it's not where you want it to be, it can improve. Hallelujah. I will show you my Yeshua. He. That's deep. The Bible says in Psalm 3, verses 1 to 3, I want us to read the, the yeah, all of it, verse 1, 1 to 3. Psalm 3, verse 1 to 3. Are we there? Okay, so it says, Lord, how... This is now David. I think he must have been fleeing from Absalom, if I'm not mistaken. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Next. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Selah. Next. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. Um, carry on, let's see. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Next. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. Next. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Next. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O Lord. Save me, oh my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. Have you seen that? Who saw that? Pastor Cassandra laughed. <laughs> you have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Okay. He's talking, he's, he's, he's talking to God. He's praying. He's saying, help me. Okay? Save me. But then there's a level of confidence that, they, uh, that uh, thing he has. And then he says, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. He moves on to whatever the finished, the finished works. He's saying, save me. For you have struck all the enemies, all my enemies on the cheekbone. There's a certain confidence that he has. Why? Because he has a relationship with God. It's not Kaya, maybe when God decides in his time, no. He says, for you have struck them. So save me. Apostle always says, we know how the story ends. We know how the story goes. Now that knowing comes with a relationship. That confidence to stand like that unmoved, regardless of the situation that is around you, comes from a place of confidence because of relationship. Do you know that it's very difficult, or it's very easy, if I may, to trust somebody because you know them? Trust is difficult when you don't know a person. You don't know. Maybe they'll give you the money. Maybe they won't. You get what I'm saying, huh? Maybe they'll do it for you. Maybe they'll give you that job. Maybe they won't. There's an element of doubt because you don't know the person. 
But when you know the person you are going to stand and you are going to say, no, this thing is going to be done for me. I know how he loves me. I know how we relate. I know how he responds. Before I even ask him, he's given me. There's a place where we're praying and we're still praying. <laughs> but there's a place that's easy and that comes out of relationship. From a place of relationship. Look at the confidence that David had. Save me, O Lord, for you have struck all my enemies. Ah. If he struck all your enemies, then you know what I mean. What are we talking about? Because that's the confidence. He speaks of the confidence he has. Oh, he had. In that same psalm, verse 3. I hope you are following. It says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me my glory and the one who lifts up my head. Now, on this, uh, just this verse, there are certain translations or renderings that will say, um, I think you are a shield around me or something like that. Now, when you look at the, the original meaning here, it also refers to the crocodile hide when you talk about the shield. The crocodile, that scaly crocodile hide how many people have seen how tough it is? How many people have seen a croc? Not on TV, Filia Live. <laughs> have you ever seen a confidence of a croc? I'm not talking about in water. I'm talking about on land because in water is another story. I don't know. But on land, do you see that how slow it is? It doesn't even need to be more bothered to move. Why? When you just look at that hide, you yourself, you're afraid. You're even afraid to move close to it. Before we talk about the teeth, before we talk about anything else. Just the hide, the scaly hide. That croc, sometimes a croc will stay still. It won't even move. The level of confidence it has because of that shield that it has. For you to access a croc, to access its vital organs, it takes a lot. It's actually said that it's very difficult for a bullet to penetrate its vital organs because of that. Now, when David is talking about God being a shield for him, that's the relationship they have. We're talking about a croc, the skin, that's the skin, that's part of the croc, you can't separate it. That's the closeness that they have. It's one with that skin. It's one with that height. This is the level of David. When we talk about a shield, we're not just talking about shield, shield, you're thinking of shield, war. no, relationship. The relationship has been built to such a place that nothing can penetrate it. Whatever happens around him, nothing can penetrate that because of the relationship that they have. You are a shield around me. Wherever he moves, he's moving. God has, has, God has covered him. Challenges may be around, but God has covered. It's reminding me of uh, Goshen. You know, things may be happening, around, but you are covered. You are in that place called Goshen. You are covered by that relationship. You are shielded from those things that are being said. You are shielded from being fired because somebody has said something about you. Hey. Your children are shielded from what is going on in the world. There's a relationship. So a relationship can shield you. But it, 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 you, you become one just like the croc is one 
with that hide. It is so tough that it is very difficult for a knife to penetrate it. It is so tough. So our relationship must be so unshaken regardless. So now that we've said this, I know that we're going to hear testimonies in this place. Your neighbor is praying. I'm praying. We're all praying. We're going to see results. Because we're going to arise in our capacity as, as, as children of God, as the household of faith. And I don't mean the church, but you know, and <laughs> we are going to be there for each other. And where we have relationships, where we haven't invested, we are going to go and invest. We are going to give that friend of ours a suit. We are going to give that person a lift. We are going to ask for prayer points for this person and pray for them. It's about investment. And you know why God arises when you have a relationship? Because you've invested in him. That's the truth of the matter. You've invested. So we're going to invest. And I know we're going to hear things. We're going to hear testimonies. And we're going to pray that God burdens us with a desire for his people. And if somebody doesn't have food, they've only been eating a meal a day or haven't eaten in two, three days, we're going to give. Hallelujah. And then we're also going to invest in our relationship with God. Look at Genesis 8.22. And I'll be concluding soon. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. This principle, this principle is also there in relationships. You have to sow. You have to be involved in someone's life, in people's lives. I challenge us at least get to know five, ten people today. Send them a message in the course of the week. And it's no coincidence that we're praying for people today. It should bother you if there's only maybe one person making boss moves. Other people are not making boss moves. If you are the only one who's made boss moves, your friends are not making boss moves. It should bother you. If you are the only one who's testifying, there's nothing wrong with that. But it should bother you if your friend doesn't have a testimony. Can we get to that stage, everyone? No, it should bother you if you, you have this grace for finding jobs. But your friend is looking and there's nothing. It should bother us to the place where we do something about it. No, seriously. You know, I'm reminded of Moses in uh, Deuteronomy 9. Moses had gone to get um, 
the two tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments and whatnot. And then he came down and he heard all this noise and all of this commotion. And then when he came down, he found that his people had built um, an, an idol. You know what the Bible says? Moses, okay, Moses had anger issues. He dropped those things out of anger. Well, that's a story for another day. But it says he had been on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat. Finally, he gets uh, some communication from God and he comes down with these things. And then he gets here and then he finds all this drama. And then now he drops these things and they break. What happens afterwards? Moses <laughs> fell prostrate and went back to do another 40 days and another 40 nights for the people because they had sinned and he was afraid that God would deal with them. We're doing 14 days. Hello? <laughs> 14 days. How many people after we do the 14 days you've seen something going on, you get back immediately to another 14 days? Look, this is the heart that he had. <laughs> There's always room for growth. I'm not saying go back and do another 14 days. I want you to see. Can you imagine somebody going, to 40 days is not like three days as church. It's not like one day. It's not. But to be moved to a place where, I mean him, he was okay. The others had sinned. He was fine. I'm fine. I'm doing fine where I am. I'm doing fine in my business. I'm doing fine in my ministry. Right? I'm doing fine in my family. I'm doing fine in my job. Everything is going good for me. God has answered my prayers. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm enjoying this. But then there's the next person. He did a U10, went back and did the same thing. 40 days and 40 nights because of the heart relationships. <laughs> people value people. <laughs> the ums I'm hearing are like, mm, I mean, I can't, uh, Pastor Mara, <laughs> me, no. <laughs> Okay, so that was just to emphasize the point. You can go read Deuteronomy 9 in your own time and you, you get the whole story. So now I want us to do something. I want us to acknowledge God. We, um, we are investing in God, right? We're not just going to go to him and ask for things. There's nothing wrong with praying and asking and whatever right? But we are also going to take a moment to just stop, acknowledge him as the one that we need because whatever we ask for, it's him who can give us. Hallelujah. Every lifting comes from God. Every promotion comes from God. For us to see the glory of God, it's God. Everything that we need, that next level, it's God, that direction that we need, it's God. So he's at the center, is our everything. The air that we breathe, it's God. Everything is just God. It's about God. So we're going to acknowledge him. We're going to stand. We're going to stand. We're going to acknowledge him. We're going to praise. We're going to pray. We're going to worship. We're going to speak words. We're going to sing songs, whatever it is. But we're just going to acknowledge who God is. And we're taking time to invest in God. Hallelujah.
And just as well, Minister Tamandani said, yes, ma. Are you on the keyboard? Okay. <laughs> For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, the lifter up of mine head. For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, you lift my head. Sing it, sing it, sing it. For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. It's very somebody says you you lift my head it means there's a reason you were it speaks of a confidence right it speaks of a lifting it speaks of a positioning if your head is not lifted it means probably you have a weight on your shoulder when when god comes he, he removes that weight and he causes you to be upright Hallelujah. You may have something that you've been praying for, something that has been burdening you, and maybe in the realm of the spirit, it has you like this. But when he comes, he's the lifter up of your head, and you stand straight. Hallelujah. It speaks of a place where shame is removed. If there's anyone who's walking in a place where they are ashamed of something, there's just some shame. Like, okay, Lord, I'm at this place. I shouldn't be at this place. It's been so many years. I've been stuck in this place. It's, I'm, it's, I'm so ashamed. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's shame. But when God comes and he lifts up your head, then he's changed your story. Hallelujah. So when you sing this song, sing with um, a revelation. Okay. Are a shield for me, my glory, you lift my head. Come on, sing it, sing it, sing it. Yes, I want. 
identified as a child of God who wants to receive the Lord our God as the Lord and Savior the one who wants to give their lives to Christ you just want to walk with God you just want to have this life where you just love on God please just raise your hands let me see you is there anyone who wants to answer that call today Anyone who's just saying, Lord, I've tried it on my own. I've done it on my own. I acknowledge I need you. 
Are we okay that side? Are there any hands? Is there a hand? If you can just help that person come to the front, are there other hands? Please don't feel shy. If you think that it's not you, if you think that you're not sure, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, it probably is you. Because you need to be sure. And if there's anyone maybe who's backslidden, or you're not where you were supposed to be, perhaps you wouldn't want to use that word backslidden, but you're not where you, you were with God, and you just want to make things right. You probably did some things or didn't do some things that you're supposed to do, and you just want to get back to that place. Please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. We'll give it a few seconds. Is there anyone on that side? Are we okay? Do I see a hand going once? going twice hallelujah Hallelujah, we can just give the Lord a big round of applause. May his favor and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children. And you know, this is like an investment, huh? Yeah. New week, I declare that doors are open for you in the name of Jesus. Arms your way in the name of Jesus. Every stubborn challenge is dealt with in the name of Jesus. You do not lack anything in Jesus' mighty, precious name. You encounter God, and your relationship with Him becomes deeper and it grows even more. You become more intimate with the Lord in the name of Jesus. Any relationship that was broken with God is restored. You are restored in the name of Jesus. That which you've lost, the one who is able to restore the yes, he restores it in the name of Jesus. You will not go hungry in your homes where there is a lack, the need is provided in the name of Jesus. And as you bless fellow men, as you bless man, you are blessed also in the name of Jesus. And as you fast, as you give, it is also given to you. Pressed down and shaken together and running over, it is placed in your bosom in the name of Jesus. The Lord is your shield around you in the name of Jesus. 
and we declare that nothing can penetrate that shield just as you are placed in the hands of God no one can snatch you out of his hands in the name of Jesus that which was not working out begins to work out now in the name of Jesus you experienced a blessed week you experienced a week of lifting a week of elevation a week of increase a week of promotion a week of another level a week of a greater glory in Jesus mighty name you are blessed Makade and your families are blessed in the name of Jesus amen and amen oh wow what a service I have been so blessed and I know you have been too may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you can reach the city of the Lord Church on 0777930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the city.